You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Monday and welcome to Locked On Seminoles brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, under 200 calories, 17 grams of protein, 18 great flavors, 18 great tastes. I'm your host, Max, and with me as always, I got my partner in crime, allegedly, Drizzy Drake. How we doing, bud? I love the implementation of allegedly right there. Great placement of that word. Uh, it feels good. It feels good. It feels good, man. Um, I'm pretty happy that even though tomorrow's Monday, I do get to go down to Florida within the next week, and I'll be down there in your area as well after that. So, yeah, I'm pretty stoked, and we're stoked talking about it. there's a lot of success going on right now in the FSU program. So, let's ride. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I got I to put the word allegedly in there when I talk about crimes, because while you are a member in good standing of the Florida Bar and could represent me, if na- if need be, uh, a certain politician taught us that you can't just commit a bunch of crimes with your lawyer and then call all the evidence privileged. So, uh, we learned that last year, and because of that, we throw the word allegedly in. But- yeah, and uh, we uh, we learned that as well in a professor responsibility class, and also I think just a morality standpoint that uh, yeah, let's uh, we don't do that, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some folks uh, took those classes a long time ago, and anyway, it doesn't matter. So we've seen a lot of success for Florida State this weekend. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you folks. Football is still quite a ways away, but that doesn't mean we can't celebrate other successes. I would like to give shout out number one to the women's beach volleyball team. We talked about them going on the road and uh, beating USC a couple weeks ago. And this weekend, they had another miraculous performance. They actually won the CCSA. Uh, it's the Collegiate Coastal Sports Association. Or, yep, it's the right? Coastal Collegiate Sports Association. They've been a. It's Thank a. Uh, it's the conference for Division One uh, beach volleyball. It started in 2008. FSU's been a member of it since 2015, and today they won their fifth straight. So six out of the five years that they have been in the conference, they've won it. So uh, kudos to them. Yeah, we we call that uh, if we want to use a big word juxtaposition to how Miami football's performed in the ACC. So way to go, girls. Also, baseball had some success on the diamond this weekend. Um, don't worry, I'll still find things to complain about with them, but they split games with Georgia Tech uh, two to one. But here's the thing, like, it was a weird one. So they they were up there in Atlanta. They played one. Um, they absolutely shelled them. I think it was like 10-0, 13-0. I'm looking real, yeah, 9-0. So they absolutely bludgeoned them into the earth. Then they actually had played most of Saturday's game. I think they got to like the sixth or seventh inning. They had to finish that on Sunday because of a weather delay. So they had to play like a one and a half header today or yesterday. Um, and yeah, so they won the first game 13-10. They lost 8-9. Here's, here's my thing. I know we all want to pretend that these kids are are athletes and they're robots and their job is to perform at the best levels at all times. And it is to some degree. But look, they, they're college kids, guys. They just they just had to play, you know, a game and a half in the same day. They get to the ninth inning. It's tied. It's hard to keep your focus there. I, I, I would like to see us win that, but I'm not going to lose sleep over – a one-run loss, a 9-8 loss in the second game of that day. 
when they've already won the first two in a series, especially against a team that has the same conference record as we do and isn't anything great, but it is a decent little baseball team. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, people, you guys got to remember that when College World Series comes around, that most of these games are determined by three-game series. If we play the first game and second game and win both those two games, the last game isn't even played. Actually, we go on to the next round. That's a big Big thing, and right now we're seeing the bats actually are performing really well. Matthew Nelson hit his 18th bomb, which actually leads the country right now. And he's like I said before, like last week, he's working himself into a maybe potential first, second round pick. Which please, Marlins, we need a catcher so bad. Chad Wall cannot be the answer there anymore. But right now we're looking really, really good, and starting to we're winning series, which to me is more important than you know. We, I I'd rather win four straight series than you know be winning three to four straight games because that to me right there shows like that we're playing complete baseball day in and day out when it actually matters. I totally agree. I think that you got to look at the series and, you know, we have a few, a few, um, I don't want to say cupcakes coming up, but we get to go play Stetson. We're going to do that one uh, at home in Dick Hauser Stadium tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, this weekend, we've got a three-gamer against Troy, but then circle your calendars, folks. We talked about this a couple times last week. Notre Dame, they're uh, anywhere from like 17th up to as good as 10th, depending on what rankings you look at. That I think is going to be a good litmus test up in South Bend of like what kind of team do we have when we're starting to head into the tournament. ACC tournaments, uh, what, like a month from today, I think. So I think that series will tell me what, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That, that series will give me a good idea what we're working with. If we can go up there and the bats are hot and we're dropping another, you know, 30 runs in three games, I'm going to feel pretty good. If we lose three games or we even, you know, go one and two and they're low scoring and our offense doesn't look like they're doing well, uh, I'm I'm going to be a little concerned. I mean, I'd be a little concerned, but like, I don't know, the past month, I mean, the first month of the season we looked, for lack of a better term, poor. We didn't look good at all. But the past like month and a half, two months of the season, we've actually seen to be, we're playing rather well. I'm not going to sound the alarms like if we have one series two bad series i would be like okay maybe like hopefully this is just a small little rut or a little cold at the wrong time maybe but if that extent i wouldn't start worrying honestly if that unless that extends into way into um ac conference play ac conference play like but how we perform during that tournament that actually will be probably the what's the we're looking for the measuring stick the barometer of actually how we'll perform the litmus the test, litmus test yeah the litmus i don't even test. know if that's right though so a litmus test is uh it's what you use to measure you know, acidity or basicness on the pH scale. Um, I think, I, I think it's a comparative metric. So like it, there, you compare it to, I'm going to get it confused. So I'm going to go barometer because a barometer measures the levels, right? Measures so I'll use the uh, yeah, barometer, air pressure. Barometer me- measures air pressure. All right. You know what? I'm not going to care about what the hell the baseball team does right now until we get to the, <laughs> until we get to the conference tournament time. I will see how we do then, so, and then I'll be like, okay, you know what? This is what I expect from the team. If they do bad, I'll be ba- I'll be sad. If they do good, I'll be happy. That'll be I'll be I'll be my own. Was it litmus test? Yeah. Exa- well, no. So that would be that would be a barometer. So here here's the thing. So I think this is the way I break it down. So a, a barometer is like a raw level, right? Like what's the air pressure? Like how you know it's a it's a good barometer of how good this team is. Litmus test is a comparative measurement, right? They're like a like an analogy, right? It's like how they play in this series is a litmus test for. I, and I'm should, probably you, just you, talking you out of my just ass let me right talk, now. Man, I had it, man, I had it. We're educating people. <laughs> people are learning about things that they don't care about. So, uh, speaking of things, learning about things that you may not care about. Um, 
Heath, buddy, if you're listening, I believe I saw on Twitter you said that it was the first time in a long time you'd had a breakfast hot dog. Buddy, I don't know if I've ever had a breakfast hot dog. Uh, that oh, I, I, I neither have I. That sounds yeah. That was a that was a new phrase. Breakfast hot dog. I'm more of a I'm more of a a, a protein shake kind of guy for breakfast. But recently, I've actually been bringing in the uh, the Built Bars, guys. Built Bar, yes, they are a sponsor of this show. They're a title sponsor, but I I love those things. In fact, I used to eat the. Uh, a Gatorade protein bar in the mornings. And I actually looked at the Bilt Bar the first time. I was like, this thing's a lot smaller than the Gatorade one. So I don't know if it's going to fill me up. Well, they actually have a comparison on their website. I did this myself, but it's on their website if you want to look at it. The Gatorade bars I was eating had 21 grams of protein. The Bilt Bar has 17, so it's only four less. But the Bilt Bar has 220 less calories. So when you're getting to my age, getting a little older, that metabolism's slowing down, you got to get your protein efficiently. You can't just eat a ton of calories and you know get your protein that way. So Built Bar is great for that. It's 17 grams of protein, which again is way up there with even the biggest protein bars, but it's only 130 calories. It's only four grams of carbs and four grams of sugar. They have 18 great flavors. If you're like me, you're going to want to grab the peanut butter brownie. Uh, there's also a double chocolate. There's mint chocolate. There's a ton of them. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That's right. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. BuiltBar.com, LOCKED15. Try it now. Thank me later. So ladies and gentlemen, we are going to give you one more week to watch the new Mortal Kombat movie. If you didn't watch it this weekend... Do yourself a favor, and sometime this week, when the kids are in bed, please, please, when the kids are in bed, not in your bed watching a movie with the family, but like they're asleep, go watch it. It's incredible. It's wonderful. It's amazing. If you grew up, if you grew up playing these video games, you will love every moment of it. And like, if you never played them. You'll, you'll probably still enjoy it. It's a good popcorn movie, man. Like, I mean, like, me and you, like, we grew up playing, like, these sort of games. Like, Mortal Kombat's probably the main reason why I love fighting games. It's one of my personal favorite uh, genres of video games. And I was Sub-Zero, not, I'm not even going to cap. I was Sub-Zero for three straight years for Halloween back, back when I was a kid, which probably, like I said, like Max said before, parents do not allow your children to watch this movie. It's not a family-friendly kind of flick, but it is a great, great time. They're not sponsored for the show, obviously, but, like, it is a wonderful time. It's very... It's very good for the people that you know are faithful fans of the franchise, but also it does enough to bring you in if you are if you've never actually been exposed to that sort of you know that realm of storytelling. It's really it's really really well done, and I can't say anything you know bad about it. Yeah, and the reason we're telling y'all this is because next week we're going to assume that the NCAA is having one such Mortal Kombat tournament, and Florida State has to send eight champions. So we're going to look at players current, past. Because there's only current and past. We're not going to look at future. So just current and past. I don't know why I lingered on it. But we're going we're gonna to look at all of the players who have ever worn Guardian Gold. And we're going to decide who Florida State's eight champions in hypothetical NCAA Mortal Kombat is. And in case you're wondering, if you're like, well, what's Mortal Kombat, you know, analogous to the NCAA? No, like we literally mean Mortal Kombat. Like we're, they're going to have, we're going to talk about pure blown death match. Who's our eight guys going? And we'll have some good picks for you. If you have any suggestions you'd like to make, feel free to shoot them out. But that'll come next week. So if you haven't seen the movie, um, check it out. You got a week. 
Driz, I think we have to uh, move over to probably our least favorite topic to talk about. You got to talk about some decommits. Um, there have been some high profile ones. I think none as high profile as Nigel E. Kelly. That one hurt. Oh, there have yes, been it what yes, three, three so far from the class of 2022 and one from 23. Let's see. There's right. one from 2023. I think that was Cedric Baxter Jr. He's the running back. Um, the past two were Nigel E. Kelly, which happened on April 20th. Uh, he's the defensive end from Dillard that I'm actually I've been a huge fan of since he committed. He started out as a three star, and I said before I'll say it again: the kid's going to definitely be a five star by the end of the day. And the other one was Quincy McAdoo, who was literally a week earlier the wide receiver. He didn't make it into the uh, the spring game. Nicely Kelly did, so it's a little more to me. It's a little more concerning that if you actually you went to the spring game and you saw what was going on and you still just had to decommit. But also, I think the big thing that people need to understand is that. The way I look at recruiting is that recruiting, you're not committed until the actual your your pants is to paper. So you need to understand well, and that. We all know that. Yeah. I mean, way too well. I think. I, I think it's tough because when we sign a big sign, when we sign a big, we get a big commit to sign early. You know, we all want to celebrate it, and then when they when they decommit. It's a little intellectually dishonest to then say, oh, well, you know, they weren't really committed anyway. Not saying that's what you're doing. I'm just saying that I think that's why we do get so emotionally no, invested yeah. in these decommits is like, you know, we're singing Norvell's praises one time. But but I want to point out, Nigel e. Kelly was part of the reason this class was in the top 10, but all the praise that we at this program, at least, were lumping on Norvell about his recruiting Nigel e. Kelly wasn't the central piece of that in the past couple months. Like that was so we've still got Hunter, we've still got Sam McCall. Like those were the big ones where we were like, okay, maybe this guy can recruit. So I'm not like ready to, you know, throw in the towel on Norvell or anything. Um Oh no, I, I think that's the wrong kind of mentality to take. Like I also said before, I'll say it again. What's what's today? What's the month? The day, today's date, Max? Uh, today, as you all are listening to this, is Monday, April 26th. Okay, so April 26th. We haven't even gone to summer camps yet. It's not even fall yet. Commitment dates, the Earl Semi commit is December 14th, from what I can say. To me, it's still a long way to go. The kid can recommit at any time. And also, you got to understand, too, that he was a low, he was a low three-star kid that we somehow found. And that's the one thing Mike Norvell's been praised about. He's very good at finding diamonds in the rough. I like to call him Prospector Mike for that specific reason. And the one thing also that you guys need to understand is that NCAA has opened up official visits. These these kids now are getting the chance to actually, you know, visit these campuses where they're going to spend the rest of their, you know, 18 to former teenage years. So they're obviously going to, they're obviously going to take the avenue to actually see these places for themselves. And there's a lot of places that won't be like, hey, you, uh, we, we would much rather you come on a campus if, you know, you were open, more open-minded. So you're going to see not just us. It's going to happen across the college, uh, college landscape that they're going to be decommitting. So. 100%. I mean, folks, effectively what happened was it's like daylight savings time, if if anyone remembers this. You know, 2 a.m.'s rolling around, the bars are getting ready to close, and, you know, look, you're not trying to, you know, for safety reasons, you don't want to walk home alone. I mean, you know, that'd be just, that'd be dangerous. So you're trying to find someone to accompany you out that door. But then all of a sudden you find out, wait a minute, it's daylight savings time. We get an extra hour. Well, you know, maybe you go find someone that is a little more equipped in, you know, martial arts or something to help you better defend yourself as you have them accompany you out of said bar late at night. Um, but you get my analogy here is that like they were basically told, okay, you may not get to ever visit any of these schools. We have been crushing it 
I mean, Drake, unless you're hearing differently, we crushed the unofficial visit game. Like we did a great job at that, but it's not really that unexpected that when the NCAA says, okay, you actually can go to summer camps, you actually can go on official visits, a couple kids are going to want to do that. And I would frankly rather have a kid decommit than do that weird thing where kids commit and then they're like, oh, no, but I'm, I'm still going to take my official visits because that, that irks me more than a decommitment. Yeah, like, I don't know. After working with kids, like, I personally don't, don't really care that much about that. More my thing that actually does irk me a little more is that, like, I, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, these kids, you know, they take the decision. It's most important for them. You know, they're supposed to do what's best for them and their family, obviously. But my thing that kind of more irks me is just out of nowhere, you see a kid just, you know, flip on the day before. But no, I mean, the thing is, like, they need to do what's best for them, and I'm not. I'm not honestly holding on Norvell for that. I think that we're in a good spot right now. Us, uh, I think opening is actually is going to help and hurt us at the same time. And the one thing that we have talked about is that Norvell, if he's in person, one on one, Michael Alford said last week, is that he's able. He has a sort of charismatic spit vision of speaking. He, like to me, he kind of speaks kind of like a pastor in the in the press conference. Like you, you really, you know, you get lifted by his words. You believe in him. So to me, right now, that the opening. It's going to happen. You're going to lose some kids, but I think the opening of official visits is actually is going to be huge for us. So I'm not particularly worried about that whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, I feel pretty good about the outlook for this class. And look, if if any of you out there feel good about the outlook for really anything sports related, you should be at BetOnline.ag. Uh, a lot of sites will let you gamble on stuff, but very few sites have the offerings that BetOnline.ag has. I mean, they have props on literally anything you could imagine. All kinds of odds. It's free to sign up. And if you use the promo code LOCKED ON, I'll spell it for you as I always do L O C K E D O N, they will match your first deposit with a 50% welcome bonus. So head on over to betonline.ag, use promo code LOCKED ON, and happy hunting, folks. Yeah, and, and I think that even though we'll, we'll, we will see some losses, uh, Drake. I don't think it's it's crazy to think that we will also see some gains from maybe some other kids that that latched onto other schools. And I think a big part of that's going to be the camp. Um, we're now going to have a huge, huge slate of summer camps. If you look, we're doing a big man camp with full pads. We've got kind of a team camp. We've got a prospect camp. If you want to know what all that means, by the way, go check out our interview with uh, Moose Lewis. He kind of breaks down all that. But the one I think we're most intrigued by is the mega camp. Mega camp. The mega camp. But no, what this is, folks, is Mike Norvell has made, in my what in my opinion is a very, very savvy decision to have a camp at Florida State, but invite literally any college that wants to come. Their coaching staff can also come and co-host this camp. Now you might think, oh well, why does that matter? Well, don't don't think of rival colleges only, right? Think about down the stream. Um, in fact, on the lit, we'll tell you a couple on the list in just a second. But you know, when he lets uh, a Troy's coach come to Florida State's campus, well, think about a high school team. It's not loaded with four and five star talent. So you got a high school that maybe has one three star kid, one four star kid, and, and a bunch of kids like seven or eight kids that maybe could play at the G5 level or that may play at the FCS level. And then, you know, Mike Norvell also lets some FCS, like who's FCS near us, uh, Jacksonville University. Yeah, we got, um, you got Valdosta State here. Some JU, Jacksonville State, got, those like, kinds of guys. Like Bethune-Cookman down the road too as well. They're going to be showing up for that. Great one. So, yeah, so you bring those you bring those coaches in. Well, now you've got a, a coach going, okay, 
We only have one kid that even has a shot at playing at Florida State, but we got seven or eight kids that maybe the best of those could play at Troy. Maybe some of them could play at Bethune-Cookman or could play at Jacksonville State. Well, now it's worth the time and the investment to go to this camp. And now Mike Norvell gets to get eyes on that three or four star that he may not have gotten to evaluate otherwise. So I don't know. I think it's a pretty brilliant move. But Drake, why don't you uh, why don't you play? Um, I don't. I was trying to think if is there a word for the person that the unveiler, the person who unveils. Uh, be, you, two, you want me to be your Vanna White, like the, 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 the be my Vanna White. Tell us, Vanna, who are the two most interesting partners, so to speak, in this uh, this mega camp? So. The first interesting partner um, is probably one of my personal favorite individuals to speak about. I love him to death. I speak very highly of him. Psych. It is uh, UMass, otherwise known as the Fighting Walt Bells. You probably remember him as the offensive coordinator under Wood Tiger for the first season back in 2018. And the second one is none other than Slick Willie himself, Florida Atlantic University, also will be there in attendance. Yeah, so both of those guys... um probably need to take a, a Zyrtec because we know they're all painfully allergic to winning before they walk in the front door. But man, that's just uh oh wait. I don't know. You think you, you think you think Willie's gonna make the trip or do you think he's gonna no, send No, I like, think apparently Clint he's gonna send someone? he's gonna probably gonna send his uh, O C and probably some garage. Is Clint Trigger still coaching there? No, I mean, Clint Trigger's not there anymore. I think he got fired actually. I think Clint Trigger's actually now in West Virginia. Um at uh, I think he's at Marshall now actually. Um, which I think is actually a better spot for him. I think he's. I think he has the capability of actually being a very good offensive coordinator. But no, do you think actually if Willie did go there and he ran to Walt Bell, do you think he basically did the Spider-Man meme where they just point at each other? Like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, based on both of their utter lack of any ability to win at the G5 level, I think it's pretty clear they had no business being at Florida State. But um, I don't know. Maybe they can Maybe they can get together and have a couple beers. Uh you know, talk about what it's like to lose to, you know, FCS teams or when you have the talent of Florida State barely beat one in overtime. I don't really know, but you got to think it'd be weird for like Willie to roll in in his FAU shirt. I don't but. think it's that weird if we're paying him $18 million not to be here. <laughs> for being completely yeah, honest. Yeah, that's true. I, dude, I hope one day I'm so bad at something that like someone pays me $18 bucks not to do it or – even better is the Charlie Weiss where two teams were paying him like a combined $20 million. Oh, don't get me started on Charlie Weiss. Coach. Don't get me started on Charlie Weiss. They even gave that man just time and time again. Don't, uh, no, 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 not, we're not going to that, that down that rabbit hole. Oof, I'll get too dark for that. We should, get, we should get Philly G on here and be like, hey, man, can we just talk to you for 15 minutes, like a therapy session about Charlie Weiss? And how did he make you You feel? do know we like the guy, right? Did he? No, no, no. So do you, we do know we like Philly G, right? I don't want to put him through that ringer, through that torture. I'm talking about Charlie Weiss. <laughs> oh, yeah. We love Philly G. Yeah. And in, in case y'all didn't listen to our own pro, old program, uh, you will get to know Philly G. He is our resident uh, Notre Dame writer for One Foot Down. It's it's their um, – I forget who they're – I think they're SB Nation affiliate. But, man, he's awesome. I love that guy. In fact, I can tease it now. In just four short months, we're going to have a mega episode. And this is going to be a sweet episode. The game plan is to get the three of us together down in Tallahassee, get the four dudes from one foot down, Philly G writes for them, get him as the fifth, and just have like an eight-guy bro-down sesh. It'll be in person with microphones. Uh, there will be refreshments served. Uh, we'll see how long of an episode we can get out of it because, Drake, you'll probably have your work cut out for you in the editing. But that's going to be a blast. I can't wait for that. And then speaking of upcoming stuff, folks, 
I know it's a slower week. You know, look, there's no football this week. It's the doldrums of the offseason, but we're going to be joined by none other than Mr. Mustache himself. The man, the myth, Mustache, Trey Rowland will be on the program Thursday and Friday. So look out for that this week. We did an incredible interview with Trey. And if you didn't catch last week, we also had two incredible interviews. Well, one, but over two days with the CEO of the Boosters, Michael Alford. So if you have a slow day at work, if you decide to do an extra 20 minutes on the treadmill today, whatever the case may be, go back and check that out as well, because we love doing it. It was fantastic. Uh, and with that, that's kind of it for my my words. Drake, you got anything else you want to tell the people on this happy Monday? Um, nah, just uh, look out. I will be providing a, the full extended interviews with not only with uh, President Michael Alford on, on our YouTube page, DMD official, but also be providing the, the full uh, the full interview with Michael Moose Lewis. Um, basically, what we have is like we sit down with these people. We can't provide you the entire interview, you know, for the episodes on here. So we wanted you to get to know them a little more personally. So we actually ask them extra questions about themselves or about football, personal stuff like that. It'll be on our YouTube page called DMD Official. There, I'll be posting the Michael Moose Lewis interview on Wednesday. We'll be posting the Michael Alfred uh, interview in its entirety on Friday. And then the following month, next week, I'll be posting the full Trey interview. The Trey interview was probably one of my one of my favorites. I actually was a huge Rollcast listener. Actually, I want to have one of his hoodies right now in my uh, closet somewhere. Trey, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, buddy. I, didn't want to wear, I almost wore it to the interview. I thought I didn't want to freak you out. But yeah, I have one of those rocking up right there. And yeah, just uh, check that out for later in the week. And um, I'm very excited for y'all to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Those interviews are a blast. And, and that's the thing with a 30-minute format. We can't give you guys the long interviews. So they've told us it's cool if we put it on that DMD Delta Mike Delta official uh, YouTube page. So I'm pumped for y'all to hear it too. And more than anything, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. The hundreds or thousands of y'all listening all around the country, all around the world. We We couldn't do what we do without all of your patronage, and we love doing it. So thanks for sticking with us. As always, I'm your host, Max. If you love us, like, share, follow, subscribe. Please, please, please go hit us with some with some reviews. We love the five stars. Tell us what we're doing well. And for like the ninth time, I'm going to really sign off. I'm Max. With me as always was Drake. Go Knowles. I love you guys. See you on Tuesday. Take care, everybody.